people w are trying to become more clever about it. And whether that is a admirable trait or not, I don't know. Maybe some of the creative aspects, maybe that's a little bit admirable. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I can't. If you're if you're competing in a sanctioned event that says A results in disqualification mm -hmm. and your name being sullied, right? And B results in you can compete fairly, and you choose A, you're a shithead. The Full Depth Podcast is brought to you by VersaLifts. Depth matters. Visit vlifts.com and enter promo code FULLDEPTH for 10% off your next order. What's going on, guys? It's Tyler Ray here, the host of the Full Depth Podcast with Handsome Mike on the mic, as always. And We're thank back. You. We are back. It's actually been a couple weeks since we've laid a podcast down. I was away on my honeymoon. Nice. So that was floated around in the Mediterranean Sea for a little bit. Welcome and back. Yeah, so I appreciate that. And I am happy to be back, happy to be back on the mic, on the camera, and chit-chatting a little bit today about performance enhancing drugs say in, what say what and specifically in crossfit because since being away some breaking news mr ricky grard our this year's um third fittest man is now this year's most cheating man and uh our boy pat vellner given number the, one yeah the right the rightful heir to the throne uh receives the title of third fittest man and is back on the podium for the second year in a row. Which is kind of bittersweet for Pat because, I mean, like, he didn't get to celebrate with his fr friends and family. And I'm sure it's kind of like it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. But at the same token, it's probably kind of. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, if we know Pat, I think that he celebrated still. Yep. And oh, yeah. uh, maybe enjoyed uh, a hockey game or, or uh, a couple yep. adult beverages. So mm -hmm. congratulations, man. Um, we're going to talk today about what happened a little bit and maybe the prevalence of performance enhancing drugs beyond you know steroids um and the and the actual um you know reputation they get among sports because everyone knows that like uh, most people know steroids as the main common pd but mm -hmm. there's, there's other forms of of performance enhancing drugs that people aren't aware of yeah exactly like this year um ricky was actually found to test positive for sarms and actually when i heard this i had never heard about mm -hmm. sarms before and i think that you were in the same boat mm -hmm. Um, so I'm going to read it off here. It's selective androgen receptive molecule. And what I gather is that it has very similar um, effects to that of, a, of an anabolic agent. However, reduces some of the potential side effects and actually can act as a, kind of a therapeutic mm -hmm. agent towards certain diseases, um, chronic and acute. So, you know, his post stated that he might not have necessarily been aware that this was illegal, that he said that he t took this throughout the regional competition he was tested at regionals and a negative test came back so in his mind it was okay what i imagine happened was possibly the dosage went up mm -hmm. or the you know what i mean and when you're tested again at the games maybe the actual drug didn't have a chance to necessarily fully metabolize and perhaps that's how it became positive yeah and i guess um i, I mean like just because you don't get caught doesn't mean that it's right mm -hmm. that's, right that's so the like, truth behind it right yeah. is that you make the conscious decision in your mind, maybe it's okay. I'm not taking something illegal, but this is uh, is it, this is a line. I am I've never heard of this, or I had to research this in order to find it. At that point, if it's not available in your GNC or it's not available in your local yeah. supplement store, the, you know it, the the chance that it's illegal or that it's not meant to be in the sport is probably fairly high. And I'm sure he knew to some level that it was sort of banned. I mean, you'd have to be stupid not to. Yeah, his especially at that level. And his the thing that I um, took from this is that. You know, CrossFit obviously notifies the athlete when there is a positive test that is, is uh, collected. And then they are given up to 10 days to formulate 
um, you know, response or appeal. And he took the maximum allotted amount of time before writing back. So I'm sorry, like if you need 10 days to formulate your answer, like that's, that's a little long. Like if you didn't take anything and, and you're concrete and you're sure that you did yeah. not make a mistake, then I'm just going to email you right back and say, what the fuck? Like this, this was, is not the case. It was almost like contrived. Like he, he thought it out. He made sure that it was, you know, like legit what he was saying and, and, and without, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. For me, it's, it's a little bit sad, but at the same time, you know what? Any high-level sport, especially as the purse increases, especially as the competition increases and the sport evolves, you know, that's going to happen. We see it in every other sport across the board. We see it at the Olympic level, mm -hmm. and it was only a matter of time until it was exposed within was, CrossFit. Was this one of the first times where they found? So there was, a, there was a few other positive tests this year at regionals as well, but also at the games. So a couple other athletes, um, you know, have their names down. So Tony Tursky, so one of the Masters athletes, um, both ma male and female um, were tested positive as well, one for SARMs and another one for um, anestrozole, which, again, is another anabolic agent. Sure. So, I mean, it's being used. Now, that being said, some of the Masters athletes, in my mind, and I'm sure you, you were along this same school of thought, is that they could be using this to help kind of supplement their own levels. Well, and getting up to baseline, right? Because a lot exactly. of these Masters athletes, they drop in, in testosterone and, and yeah. growth hormone. That I'm sure they, they're probably using it as a therapeutic method, but, again, like it's – if, if, if everybody's allotted this, this baseline, mm -hmm. um, how do you measure baseline? Because some people may have higher levels naturally right. than, than some. So um, you can't measure baseline for all individuals because then... Right. And they're all, they're all given the opportunity to claim and actually declare the uh, medications or mm -hmm. different types of drugs that they are on for therapeutic reasons. And there are therapeutic exemptions. Sure. Um, now, I don't, under, I don't know if these would fall within those guidelines. If you guys know, obviously post below to let us know. But, you know, you know, our thoughts on it is that if you are going to use something, be as transparent as possible about it from the get-go, mm. unless you know for a fact you're cheating and then you're just being a shithead. Yeah. Right. That's that's the bottom line is if you're cheating on purpose, you deserve to be caught. You're sullying the name of the sport. You're also sullying the hard work of the other individuals that put that in day in, day out, 24 mm -hmm. seven and um, really push and strive to be the best that they possibly can be on a natural level. Because if we want to, um, especially in a sport like CrossFit, if we want to uh, encourage that, you know, kids and teens yeah. getting into the open divisions, then set a good example because you were there at one point and you look up to people, okay? So I, I understand the need and want to, uh, for exposure and fame and money and things like that, but is it really worth the expense of potentially sullying your name and your reputation forever? Well, it seems like people are going to, um, there'll be some individuals in, in the CrossFit Games or any professional athlete um, environment that, that are going to just be that person that's going to take the PEDs and, and, and try to win at all costs, you know? Right. And, and some don't get caught, and... They're probably fortunate for that, but yeah. that doesn't make it right. And then yeah. when they do get caught, um, and then they try to blame it on, oh, I didn't know. I th you know, I thought it was okay. Yeah. No, like if if it if it smells like cheating, it probably is cheating. Exactly. We always talk about that. What does cheating smell like, Mike? <laughs> is it pungent? Is it like it's, sharp? It's, it's 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 like a sharp, like a blue cheese. Pecorino. Oh, okay. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that is. So the steroid. Now there was an, a documentary done on Rich Froning years back uh, where they asked the question to him. You know there is speculation going around that you're taking steroids or you possibly have taken steroids. And his response was that, you know, steroids wouldn't help you in CrossFit. Now I agree to a, I agree to a degree that that is true, but I also understand, and most should understand that anabolic agents do give you an advantage in certain things, right? Mm -hmm. So recovery time is increased, strength is increased, training intensity and volume, um, and 
just the overall confidence I think that comes from that. Because in a competitive, a high level competitive environment, one of the most important things is training and competition confidence and IQ. Mm -hmm. So our ability to um, just hold ourselves at a level that is, you know, appropriate to what we're competing at. I know a lot of, and I'm sure you guys have done this before too, is when you walk into a competition for the first time and you think everybody else is better than me. Yeah. That puts you in a deficit right out of the get-go because you're constantly doubting yourself. So I think that these PEDs can can serve themselves to an athlete's confidence levels and help them on that um, that playing field as well. Now, what it won't help with, right, mental toughness, mm -hmm. which we all know is is probably one of the most, if not the most important element of CrossFit is these workouts suck. They put you in a dark place, mm -hmm. right? They make you experience, um, you know, physiological sensations that no person really enjoys you just get used you, to you can't really enhance your mood when it comes to um going hard and, right. and, and and pushing yourself right i mean like these peds won't make your mood happy all of a sudden because mm -hmm. you're you're suffering it's right like it doesn't improve your willingness no. to suffer and, and i think that that just comes through training and and, and kind of going through it every single day yeah. right um and now it and it doesn't give the sport a good name no, bottom, bottom line. Well, and, and CrossFit already has a, a bad rap amongst the community in terms of the, the fitness industry, but um, this isn't going to make it any better, in my opinion. In some parts of in, the in, industry. In some, in, yeah, in and some it parts. has gotten a lot it's, better. It's gotten better even in, in my opinion over the last couple of years, right? Exactly. Where Before it was about people getting injured. Now it's it's the more better programming. They're, they're more focused on strength conditioning. So I get that part. Yeah. But now you were at the CrossFit Games yes. in Madison. Um, I watched them um, online. Online. And, uh, and and so like looking at everybody's physique, um, you know, and I know you can't always judge people's physiques by like, like are they on steroids or are they on PDs? But I mean, we've been training out for 12, 15 years, you know, and, and, and we sort of have a grasp of, of how the body reacts to different stimuli and, 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 and training methods. Ricky Garrard looked a lot more dense, hard, he did. faster he than a Matt Frazier or a Pat Vellner. Yeah, I think, you know, certain athletes' physiology naturally is going to equate itself to looking very lean and, and um, maybe... Genetics hard, plays a big role. Right, genetics. Sure. So someone like Brent Fikowski, for example, he's yeah. really tall, he's over six feet, and uh, he looks extremely, lately, obviously, very extremely lean and muscular. Yeah. Now, but his frame is very, very long, right? Yeah. So his muscles will lend, and I think he naturally and metabolically has a very, um, you know, lean natural physique mm -hmm. where someone like Ricky, you know, some of the pictures that were coming up and just the abdominal vascularity he and walked on hardness, stage he, a, he really could have. Yeah. Now that's not to say that everybody that is super lean is no. on steroids or some sort of PED, but I mean, suspicions, first of all, it was his first year at the games. Now Pat had a first year at the games last year and finished third, but I'm not going to lie. And, and Pat would be the first person to you know, <laughs> say you're absolutely right. Is that if I saw, and you didn't know who Pat Vellner was and saw him walking down the road, you aren't going to necessarily be like, hey, that looks like maybe one of the top three fittest people on earth. The guy is very muscular, and when he has a shirt off, you can tell that he's fit, mm -hmm. but it's a different type of, of physique and a different type of hardness to the muscle. So mm -hmm. I, I you know, expected kind of off the get-go that there might be something there, and, and there we go. So it's exposed, and boom, bada, boom, bada, bing. Boom, pop. We got a, uh, we got a test positive there. So CrossFit uses and this was one of the controversies as well is do they use a drug testing agency that's appropriate uh, because they they don't use the same one necessarily as the um, u.s olympic committee uses mm -hmm. 
they utilize drug-free sport, which is a, a global enterprise, a global testing agency, and makes sense, right? Because CrossFit is a very global sport. They have athletes from multiple countries, so they do need a reach, right? Ultimately, they're the people collecting the samples. So all you have to rest assured is that they know how to take PP out of a person's <laughs> body into a cup, right? Probably two different cups, yeah. watch it come out of them, and then transport those sealed samples yeah. to um, the UCLA lab testing facility, which is actually the same test as um, uh, the USADA uses, right? So um, the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's a credited lab. If someone knows how to take pee out of a body and put it in a cup and send it, then ideally in that process, that is not something that you have to be concerned about. Well, and everybody speculated that, that CrossFit wouldn't come out and say if anybody was using PEDs, right? And, and there was speculation and, and rumors saying that, oh, CrossFit would never say that, but they, they'd always hide their top competitors. But it right. seems like in this instance, they didn't, they didn't. It doesn't serve them well to yeah. hide things. You know, being transparent also not only keeps your credibility very high, but I think it promotes um, a, a greater saturation of the sport. So um, the reason it's becoming so popular, I think, is because it stayed strong to what it's believed out of the sure. gate. It, you know, there was a lot of hate in the early years of yeah. CrossFit, and they stayed true to what they did. They they evolved, and CrossFit as a, as a sport and as a training philosophy has become much more well-rounded and respected globally. So I don't buy into that, that there are, if a, po if a test come back positive, I think it's in their best interest to reveal that. I can't say for sure. Do you, do you think because of the demands of the of the CrossFit Games is getting wider and bigger and better, and, and, and athletes are coming out every year stronger and, and, and more endurance, they have, um, it, it seems like every year they're, they're always raising the bar. Now, do you find that those that, um, so I, I mean, like if, if you're one of the top 40 athletes that go to the CrossFit Games, you, you're elite, you're, you're pretty fit. Yep. Um, you know, that. so, 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 if, so if you're bottom bottom of the 40 and you're like man like like next year like the games are gonna get stronger people are gonna get bigger um this is the only way i can do, hang do you think people are, are gonna be drawn to the, the the whole peds because it's gonna help them sort of perform and, and compete with the top 10 i think that's why i think that's the primary reason why people will use it in the first place is that they are seeing the top of the top mm -hmm. and the sport evolve and knowing that every year it will get more challenging and, and, and more um, encompassing of different modalities of movement and fitness. So I think that that is definitely the draw. People w are trying to become more clever about it. And whether that is a admirable trait or not, I don't know. Maybe some of the creative aspects, maybe that's a little bit admirable. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I can't, if you're, if you're competing in a sanctioned event that says A results in disqualification and your name being solid right and b results in you can compete fairly and you choose a you're a shithead R rules are rules right it's like it's like squatting to death with the with the hip crease below the knee like that's a rule of the crossfit game yeah. when you're squatting so just like you can't have peds like it's 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 that it's benchmark and this is this is where it starts right so this isn't about about us saying our steroids bad or good or no it's not about that i mean opinions are opinions and it doesn't matter like if you choose to do it steroids do some wonderful things yeah. in this world Let's let's get that right out there. Steroids do wonderful things for people, but when they're used in a setting that says that they're not allowed and you do it on purpose, then you are cheating, and that, in my mind, makes you a shithead. Exactly. Now, I get the draw, and you know what? We're all subject to our own um, you know, emotional and psychological uh you know, well-being and, and you do it because it makes you feel good. I get it. Like we all have mental health issues and things that we use to cope with that. But in this environment, you don't get that grace. Mm -hmm. You don't get that, you know, leeway. It's not something you're allotted.
especially when when he was one of the 40 that got in. So imagine if there was one guy that, that didn't make exactly. it because of that, right? Exactly. So you almost have to think of, of like, and I'm, I'm sure this also happens more in regionals because athletes probably aren't up to par to being the top 40. So um, I'm sure in regional it, it gets, it gets kind of... Yeah, and they test. So they use directed testing, and this is really cool where they... So it's basically the opposite of, of random sampling. Mm -hmm. They utilize rumor and guided kind of educated guesses to pick and choose athletes sure. they think may be using. That being said... All of the qualifying athletes from regionals are tested before the games. And then a small amount of people at regionals are tested based on their you know, best guesses. Mm -hmm. You get to the games, all podium finishers, and then multiple tests are put in place throughout the week uh, for various other athletes. So it's being done, mm -hmm. right? It's being done, and they're doing everything they can to stem um, those issues kind of and stop them before they become too big. You know, do they need to start doing it earlier in competition? I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure as the sport evolves and as it gets bigger, and I, I'm, I'm sure it's gonna be have to. It's gonna have to be up there just like the Olympics. Like, mm -hmm. it's gonna have to be randomized throughout the years and and, and make sure that. I mean, especially because it's, it's a it's a yearly event. Um, I'm, I'm sure you're gonna see a lot more readily kind of out there, and, and uh, people are gonna talk more about it than than it has in in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Up until now, like it hasn't really been. Now, do you think that? some of the top like other top athletes are are using something or do you think that if it comes back clean that they are clean of all substances or maybe have they found a way to you know shift the system a little bit i'm, I'm pretty sure I mean, it's all speculation at this yeah. point obviously but michael i just want to hear what you have to say <laughs> oh man uh y you know um has it crossed their mind probably but but i think we're, we're playing on somebody's character now right so like like i'd, I'd be judging based off of what I know off of them off the TV, right? So, yeah. um, I, I'm not gonna give my opinion on that because then I'm speculating on their on their character and their judgment. That's a fair. And and and, th and these athletes may be like the the greatest people on earth and they have integrity yeah. and but but there are sh some shitheads that that will will do it. Um, and and, and it happened, you know, it this year. Happened today. Um, today. <laughs> it happened. It happened right now. You know, um, now ha have they thought about it? I'm sure because if if you're if especially with the online world now, where you're seeing, you know, like um, if if you see Pat Vellner training or he sees Matt Frazier, he sees Brent Fakowski going hard. It's like, oh my, like, like, what's he doing? Like, like I need the edge on him because they're always constantly seeing these guys put up their PR lists. They're always putting the the best on the social media, right? So it's like if he's doing his best on social media, then 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 I'm, I I I too have to. Yeah, and I've heard that from multiple athletes is that when they kind of pick in on those Instagram channels and they see people doing crazy things, they start to doubt mm -hmm. themselves. So it's almost like there's got to be a balance. Mm -hmm. Like follow along with what people are doing, but at the same time, if you run your course and you're true to what you do in your training, everybody meets on an equal playing ground, hopefully, mm -hmm. then you get to see who really uh, shines. And we see Pat back-to-back -back with third-place finishes. We got Brent this year up in second and uh, obviously back-to-back -back for Matt. Mm -hmm. And on the women's side, you know, w the only positive we saw was not positive, but positive test was on the, the master side. But again, you know, that's not saying that it couldn't happen at the top levels there as well. Bottom line, guys, is first of all, congratulations to every athlete that competed not only at the games, but at regionals and in the open. That's It's Im immensely challenging to push yourself, you know, no matter what level you're at. But if you're on the fence about trying something like this, just keep in mind, if you consciously make that decision, you're being a shithead. And you're sullying the field for every other athlete that pushes themselves and makes the sacrifices required to be the best person they can be. That's it. Bottom line. That's it.
Guys, we appreciate you joining us again. Obviously, uh, I'm Tyler Ray, the host of the Full Depth Podcast. This is Handsome Mike, Michael Patella on the mic. We are here at Sweat Fitness and Performance, and we will catch you in the next one. Peace. Peace. We'll be right back.